Uh, nothing says Christmas like the Cocteau Twins. Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Mick Jordan. And I'm Marina Gorski. And today we have a special Christmas edition of the show. And you can't have a Christmas special without guests. And we have two of them. Indeed we do. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Um, hi, I'm Marie O'Neill. I'm the Head of Library Services at Dublin Business School and I've worked here for 10 years. Hi, my name's David Hughes and I'm the Systems Librarian at Dublin Business School and I've worked here for 11 and a half years. So I think you can take it that we like it right. <laughs> from that. Between and I have only been six years between us. Even that. Oh, we're not well, very good at job searching. <laughs> yeah, that one or the other. The library doesn't facilitate that very well. <laughs> well welcome, Marie and David. Um, we're here to discuss, ironically, a film that is well known for its very positive portrayal of librarians. Clarence. Yes, George? Where's Mary? Oh, well, I, I, I can't... Uh, I don't know how you know these things, but tell me, where is she? I'm if you not, know where she is, tell me where my wife is. I'm not supposed to tell. Please, Clarence, tell me where she is. You're not going to like it, George. Where is she? She's an old maid. She never married. Where is Mary? Where is she? she where is she? She's just about to close up the library! Uh, there must be some easier way for me to get my wings. Yes, it's a wonderful life. Marina, is it? It is indeed. The film is. The film <laughs> is, yeah. Um, yeah. It was my first time watching it on the screen. Yes, because we went to see it and said we've all been to see it in the cinema in the past week, in the lighthouse. You went yeah. to the lighthouse. Yeah, well, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, so it was a different experience and it was very funny towards the end when you hear people all sniffing and Crying cheering and, so and the clapping and all that. So it's Well, in my case, I mean, it was a major draft blowing right into my eyes <laughs> at the time. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and it only happens with this film with mm. Nick. Yeah. So, you know, it's weird. It's the only time you've seen this film. Maybe. <laughs> but, but you know. just know. <laughs> yeah, I just know. Knowing so, Marie, Marie, was it your first time seeing it in the cinema? It was. And actually, I do agree with you that it's kind of nice being there with an audience. But I still think there's something about the film that you could watch it as I have as a teenager on a portable TV. Mm. Or I think you could even watch it on your mobile phone on YouTube or something. And actually still have all those emotional reactions. So well I, I mean, I think it was lovely to see it in the cinema, but yeah. I actually think it's one of those films, I think you could watch it in any format and it still sort of tugs at your, your heart here, if you know what it means. Yeah. So, so no, so it was great, but... Uh, well, I think yeah. the great thing about seeing it in the cinema, particularly when we went, yeah. there was a big crowd there. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. Other people. yeah, yeah, it is lovely. And, I mean, was it, mm. you went to the lighthouse as well. Yeah. And was it yeah. a big... There, yeah, big, big enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's good because you know, you you can't you, you don't feel I didn't feel so affected when when I watch it at home or I watch it on a postage stamp, yeah. something <laughs> very small, I, I get choked up. But yeah. this time around, I was able to watch the the audience such like yeah, yeah. they're choking up. <laughs> yeah. That distracted me from getting exactly. choked up. It's so bad. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Well, I take particularly uh, any films I've seen in the cinema that I'd seen on television before or on video before mm. on my own. You see more in the cinema with an audience. You laugh mm. more. At yeah. Funny bits. Well, you enjoy more oh, of it. Because yeah. of you the pick audience. up on other other folks' cues yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 Everything is amplified a little bit more, I think, when you have yeah. an audience there with you. But I still think there's something about that film, though, that it nearly transcends kind of all mediums. You know, that you could watch it. In yeah. lots of different formats and still have that sort of choked up, but definitely it was great, great to see it in I the cinema as well. I suppose the thing is, um, it's very claustrophobic. Mm. The film at times, yeah, mm. and yeah. when you get out to the big screen, you get a different view of it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm holding my hands up for the benefit of people <laughs> who don't know. Yes, big screens. Yeah, put my hands wide out. Mm. Um, so. You, 
watching it on a small screen, you get more of a sense of Jimmy Stewart being hemmed in by family life, you know, mm -hmm. the house, all of the people in it. Um, but seeing it in the big, big screen sort of widens your perspective a little. He has more problems than just the, the home and family. I mean, one of the occurring motifs in the film is the banister. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, and it keeps yeah. coming off. Yeah, sort yeah. of metaphor for the, you know, domestic bliss or lack thereof. But seeing it in the big screen, you get a better, better sense of um, the external world, I think. Well, that's it. I mean, it would have made made for the big screen. Mm. It yeah. wasn't made. There was no idea yeah. of it being on television mm. or anything. Like, it's 1946. Mm. Yeah. Television was there, but certain, they weren't thinking in those no. terms for films. They would now. But mm. the weird so, thing is, it actually wasn't kind of a big hit in the big screen. Oh, no, it was a, it was a flop at oh, right. Best years well, of their lives won the Oscar that actually. year. Yeah. But yeah. actually, there's a weird kind of anecdote around um, It's a Wonderful Life, but apparently it's copyright ran out in 1970. So just a little librarian tale here. <laughs> Ironically, we know stuff. Yeah, we know, <laughs> we know stuff about exciting that's why you're like here. copyright. Yeah. But uh, it's and that's how it ended up getting such wide exposure on television. Everybody got the word that the copyright had expired, so and suddenly could hmm. people could show it. And it's actually sort of television actually that ended up making the film. Ironically, because of the copyright situation, hmm. it got it gets showed every Christmas and it, yeah, it it's, it's a time. major yeah. event in America. Yeah. For the whole hmm. the whole between Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas, hmm. it's on every exactly. station. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and yeah. it's on it's on here now all yeah, the time as well yeah. like it's obviously it's on in a number of cinemas mm. yeah. and it's on a um, number of channels channels yeah. over Christmas as well yeah, yeah. so it's, it's a staple you can't yeah. miss it Absolutely. even if you try and what I think is <laughs> <laughs> what I th well you didn't have to I know it is I think from my point of view, when I saw it first I had read a lot about it, mm. but I'd read it from the point of view of it being a very... Now, I know it is the famous, cheerful film, but it being a very depressing story. Ah, it's it's very dark. Yeah. It is very, very dark. Yeah. dark. It's very bleak. Basically, and it, the bloke's going to commit suicide, basically. Yeah. And yeah. his life is yeah. pretty awful. Yeah. yeah. Up yeah. to that. Like, yeah. it's the whole way along, it's yeah. him constantly being stopped yeah. to achieve his ambitions. He's yeah. always saying how he wants to get out of Bedford Falls. Yeah. He wants to see the world. He wants to go to college. With him. Exactly. And he gets to do none, none of, of these the things. And his yeah. brother he sacrificed. His brother does. And I hate his brother. Yeah. I, I was going, you It's not fair. Swine. Because we can't use bad yeah. language on this Christmas yeah. show. Well, we can't. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, particularly when his brother comes back with the wife that no one knew about and yeah. tells him, oh yes, Surprise. and I've got a job with my exactly. father-in-law. Yeah. So you're exactly. going to have to stay and do this. I spent your college money. And you can see how good George Bailey is because he had to swallow that, yes. that, exactly. that, but, that but jealousy. That's that I think exactly. you say, you know, superficially, it's a feel good movie, and then underneath, mm. it's yeah. depressing and horrible. But, yeah. but I, I think there's a third level, which is again uplifting. And I thought it's the existential nature of George Bailey's life. Mm. He has a good life. The bit at the end where Harry says, a toast to George, the richest man in town, exactly, because, yeah. of all his friends, because he lives a good life, he loves it for other yeah. people. I think um, if you want to kind of discuss another film, I'll just mention another film, yeah, Gr Groundhog yeah. Day, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, which illustrates existential philosophy perfectly. Bill mm. start, Murray starts off the hedonist, mm. you know, he despair tries to kill himself, but eventually by the end of the film, he's trying to help mm. others. He helps you know, yeah. the hobo who dies every day, he's yeah. trying to save his life. And he's living a good life for the sake, for no other reason than to, you know, it's good to live a good life. And George, George is doing the same thing 
Yeah. And it's a wonderful life. He's living a good life. He's helping others. And that's his own reward. He's never going to get to see the world or anything. He's, he's stuck in domestic bliss with the wife and the kids. Yeah. yeah. There was this well, part of me feels sometimes, as well, like what Dave said, there's a lot of darkness and a lot of existential angst and all of that. But part of me, like it's all tied up with a neat bow at the end. And part of me feels if the, you know, if Clarence hadn't come down and saved him when he was on the bridge, you'd love to see kind of a modern interpretation of It's a Wonderful Life. If somebody I hadn't come along. I think I'd hate to see a modern <laughs> interpretation it of it. it. But actually, I was thinking about it. You know, it's all so neat and it's all so sort of... Um, tied up so neatly but then I thought to myself it's actually a really clever dramatic device you couldn't have done it any other way than have Clarence come down and take him and show him what he's lost but actually it's very clever and it's very powerful actually and I don't think you could have made that film and had it have such a powerful message by doing it any other way that's that's a very clever dramatic device that's what I thought as well Mm. the fact that he showed George everything he yeah how important he was how important he touched Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it a double meaning on the side. Positively impacted well. upon because he yeah. touched everyone's life and exactly. everyone, like the because yeah. for me the whole that's when I um, welled up and everything was when he saved his brother. Yeah, and the fact mm. that he wasn't there then to mm. save his. Well, brother. it's a brilliant yeah. line. I love yeah. the way it's said. Where he says, "My um, whatever his brother's name, Charlie Bailey, whatever." Harry, uh, Harry is Harry Bailey. Harry mm. Bailey was a hero. He saved all those men on that transport ship. And Clarence says, "Don't all those men die because yeah. Harry wasn't there to save them? Because yeah. you weren't there to save Harry." It's just yeah. a brilliant line. You actually almost feel like you're trapped with him and that you can't get back to that nice life. And you realize how nice that life was. I thought it was very interesting to see the film after Trump had been elected. I mean, it could have been called yeah. Trump Town. All the casinos reminded me of, you know, Trump's casinos in Atlantic City. It could have been Trump Town. So mm. I think yeah. if ever there was a time to see it in the cinema, it's now after the election of Trump because you realise what a wonderful life we have. Possible seems before. like a more interesting place, yeah. more lively yeah, place than yeah. Bedford yeah. Falls. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you, when he's back to back to reality, he passes the cinema. What's on at the cinema? The Bells of St. Mary's. Mary's. Mm. I was noticing that as well. Mm. And it's, I bet that's deliberate because mm. that's this real wholesome yeah. family yeah. film. And it's yeah. when he passes it again, mm. I think it's... I suppose a, it's a sign of the times, 1946, America had been through four or five years of horror mm. yeah um so back back to bedford falls for all of america well the back home comfort life yeah mm. back small to town home. values yeah. And I, I actually think it's a film that you kind of even though we all watch it all the time you nearly need to sit down and watch it two or three times in a row there's so many layers in this film oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's just something like, to spot every it's time incredible. Yeah. on the one hand if you even look at the depiction of women in the film like you have you know the good time girl you know it's a very violet. kind of 1940s depiction of women violet the good time girl and then you have the kind of you know beautiful pure wife and and so forth and on the one hand it's a very kind of simplistic and then of course you have the spinster librarian let's not forget her another stereotype <laughs> well, come to with that. the women as well and let's forgot, not forget her but actually if you scrape beneath the surface Mary Bailey is actually a very strong woman I mean she gives up mm. her honeymoon money she's happy to live in the falling down house she goes out and raises the money to help save George's bacon at the end and that like I kind of really like that that you think you've got the film pegged but when you actually kind of scrape beneath the surface the characters are not as neatly divided maybe they'll do a sequel you know with Mary exactly with Mary exactly Mary (laughs) Bailey on the bridge because to be honest that is true Um, the whole their their honeymoon was the whole beautiful idea of them doing it in that house and all that and all came from her and I think his um, you know him remaining sane up to the suicide point was you know, credit to her, her. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. because of her. Yeah. That yeah. He was I don't able think to she's that strong, though, because um, I think it's very pragmatic in terms of the honeymoon money. She doesn't say to George, stay in the car, come on, we're going. 
She follows yeah. George into the bank and she knows that to keep George, she's going to have to play along with uh, his desires to keep the town going. Still an well, author, if you're a missus and you've just got married, mm. it's not easy to hand yeah. over your honeymoon money <laughs> to <laughs> So I kind of feel, I would yeah. feel it fair, enough, strength, fair enough, fair enough. But um, the, the, other, the other interpretation that struck me after the film, as, as I trudged home, was that um, it's kind of a Manichaean good versus evil struggle. You have George oh, yeah. Bailey, yeah. who's almost Christ-like, yeah. and you have Potter, the bad guy, Satan. Yeah. Good versus bad, it sounds yeah. like... A oh, it is. Well, it's good versus yeah. greed. Yeah. 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 It's good the whole thing. Like greed, he says exactly. it several times, how much more do you need to own? Yeah. I, and I, so on. I actually couldn't get over the symbolism of money the whole way through the film. Yeah. Money mm. permeates, so I'm going to make my first million. Even when they chuck... Um, I think it was George out of the pub and the the guy is kind of messing around with the till saying angel wings and he's just opening and closing the till. Like tills and money yeah. dominate, you know, the whole film. It reminded well, me even at the end. end. Even at the end, it reminded me of kind yeah. of Yeats, you know, that poem, the kind of the grubby, greasy till. You so know, that so the big time capitalism is antithetical to small town values. Exactly. Which I find interesting exactly. because everyone involved in the film yeah. was very right wing. Yeah. yeah. Like Jimmy Stewart, Stewart was a major for Ronald Reagan. Yeah. And Frank Capra himself yeah. was conservative Catholic. Yes, but you know. I think they were basically old fashioned yeah. liberal capitalists. If yeah. You like. They what they believed in people being good exactly. rather than the yeah. state encouraging them to be. And only and making a certain thing. amount of money. I think one yes. thing one thing you've got to be really mindful about the movie is I think the acting performances are incredible. I mean, it's very easy to dismiss kind of Jimmy Stewart, the sort of cookie cutter, you know, type of image that he might have had, but this guy can really pull out performances like Rear Window, Hitchcock and Vertigo and particularly. Yeah. Vertigo, yeah. Definitely. And in this film, at, at the, the end, shows where he's being sur- he's surrounded by yeah. friends and family, yeah. and there's a alternating well, that, that's what despair makes us all well and joy on his face. Yeah. Like, My well, when God, he's on the bridge, when he's on the bridge, it's yeah. incredible. Like you know, and it closes up, and it, 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 the camera zooms right in on his face, and the the expressions and the emotion. You yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I don't know who the guy was, um, the actor who played yeah. Ernie, the cab driver, but in Portersville, when he gets into the cab yeah. and Ernie's just standing there with a thousand-yard stare, mm. he's got mm-hmm. this blank look all yeah. through the, yeah. The, yeah. the cab ride, you know, a, a guy in the edge of the void. That I think yeah. the acting performances are really quite well, something. There's a lot of great character actors in the film as well who were kind of, you know, renowned characters. Lionel Barrymore, I think, is the I mean, uncle. No, it's a very yeah. one-dimensional sort of well, bad guy. Carpet but I think, chewing scene. Exactly, yeah. but I think he does a great performance. Yeah. The uncle is incredible. And, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, the young boy, actually, at the point, chemist is nearly putting the poison in the mm. drugs. I mean, that's an incredible scene. Mm. The acting is just... And maybe that's one of the reasons why we engage with the film so much, because the emotional performances that, that the actors put on, it just kind of sucks you in, and you're kind of really rooting for them. You're rooting for George Bailey to have a little bit of good luck. You know? Well, this is it, because yeah. all the way along, you are frustrated mm. by his bad luck. And yeah. even then, at the end, when he wants to throw himself out of the bridge, you're there with him, thinking, yeah, you might exactly. as well. Everything's <laughs> gone bad so but, far. But George, there's and no then, escape from Bedford Falls. Well, this is yeah. it. But then at the end, when he does... Yeah. get it all back you're so relieved with yeah. him as well you're, you're delighted so the snow and even things yeah. like so it's a wonderful Sorry. life after all yeah. yes because um, there is no alternative that was the yeah. one that I was like oh my god the pedals <laughs> <laughs> like never mind the rest yeah. of the, yeah, pedals. the pedals yeah. but that's I mean it's so well constructed mm. that yeah. they think yeah. of little details like that yeah. and they just well, think that's little bits click. of his life yeah. Yeah. that aren't there anymore that yeah. were very mm. important to him mm. I kind of love I love the idea as well. Like it's just very primal that what really matters. It sometimes it is great to go and see the world. And like he mentions the sound of the train pulling off and 
aircrafts taking off, how he loves those sounds because it reminds him of going away. Yeah. But ultimately, actually, you have all you need sometimes right where you are and that those very primal values of family, love, yeah, you know, yeah. relationships, that is ultimately by, by what matters. By 1946, yeah. people are realising that the, the outside yeah. world is not it's such not, a great place. Well, well, this, is, this is why it wasn't a success mm. at the time because mm. you mm. mentioned the best years yeah. of her life yeah. came out the yeah. same year yeah. and that's a lot more, well, yeah. it's not cynical, but it's certainly not as uplifting as yeah. that is. That's mm. the tragedy of mm. war. This yeah. is a happy, supposedly, yeah. to a certain extent, it's, isn't life wonderful mm. sort yeah. of story? And it's nothing to do, very mm. little yeah. to do with the war. I actually think as well, I know there's a lot of darkness in the film. There's a lot of humour in the film. Like, I Huge really like the swimming pool scene. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the war in laughing at that. Like, this I just is, think yeah. a great scene. And apparently that mm. swimming pool still exists today, apparently, mm. and opens up like that. That's so I read. But, oh, like, wow. there's a lot of humour in it as well. Yeah. And, um... You know, and I even love the touch with the raven. Every time you go into the bank, there's this, yeah. this and raven. And raven. And, well, I was watching, and, and I read yeah. afterwards that that was Frank Capra's pet it raven, and, the director of, and it's made, in all his films. It's in all his films. Made several yeah. appearances because it does seem very odd in yeah. there. Still well, in the bank, yeah. like how did they train the raven? Yeah. to, to stay appear. in there. Yeah. And I think it was more a case of they just let him yeah. do what he likes. Yeah. He just yeah. kept turning up in the film. I'm going to be in this show. And even even the banister when he's picking up the you know the knob on the banister and it keeps coming off. I mean, there's a humour in that. Dark humor, you know, but there's lots of humor as well. You well know? Yeah. I suppose yeah. the, the, the banister depends yeah. upon the mood for the time. I mean, when he's mad at the end, it's guess it's going to send him over the edge. And then he loves it at the end, he picks it up yeah. and he really yeah. loves yeah. the banister. Yeah. So, there's such um, there's so many kind of subtle messages and metaphors in the film as well. Um, there's just, you know, layers upon layers, I think, in that film. And maybe mm. that's why we don't mind watching it so much every year. Because it's a yeah. film that you can pick up something new you each time. You pick up new things each time, you know, you pick up new things each time, which is great. Yeah. And now it's time for Marina's annoying character. It was the favourite. <laughs> oh, fav- you're a new favourite character. There's no annoying character in this film. I thought that was an angel <laughs> was getting its wings. Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. Sorry, angel Sean. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for Marina's favourite character. <laughs> Good <Got> up. <laughs> mm. Well, I have to say my favourite one is obviously Clarence. The oh, right. angel. The angel. Oh, he's just so adorable and he's just so Quite good. Quite isn't he? And he's like, even though... George is yeah. so negative and so, yeah. you know, down, whatever. He's there and he's positive yeah. and he's, you know, he's trying to get his wings. And even at mm. the end, he didn't forget yeah. George. As he, I don't know. I just thought he was the, the he best one for me. He doesn't actually say mm. a huge amount, but everything he and says he's is loaded with meaning. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And he's only in it for yeah. the last half hour because yeah. this is when you think that the whole It's a Wonderful Life yeah. aspect of it is the last half hour of the film. Yeah. 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 It's an hour but, and a half should, of no, everything else. Yeah, it's a two or ten minute film or thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah. So Clarence only appears mm. right yeah. at the end, effectively. Yeah. But he is but very still, important. He's, yeah, he's still my favourite. And so what did you think when Clarence got his wings? Were you delighted for him? Oh, yeah, you, you knew it was going to happen anyway. Yeah. And I loved the little scene where the kid says it. Mm. Is know. that where you welled up as well? I think throughout no, that, No, I welled up. up at his expression at the end yeah, when sure. he saw everyone mm. giving the money and even mm. the people who were there to... Um, Shut down the the whole yeah. business. Gave him money yeah. as well. Yeah, it was yeah. up the warrant. That was kind of it was the whole everyone yeah. there happy and yeah. helping him and him happy with his family. Do you as know, well. in some ways, I mean, like the film in a way you could say is almost about faith in a way because at one point when yes. he's on the bridge, he says, "God, I'm not a praying man, but if you can yeah. kind of hear me." Well, the start of the film, yeah. um, it's um, 
God and Joseph. Yeah. Um, the, the the intervention they exactly. have to make is because a man's about to lose his faith. Yeah. Mm. And that, like, it's interesting. And that, like, even if you're not a religious person, I'm not a particularly religious person, but one of the messages from the film is that, no, you know, no matter how much you get kicked down, that, you know, keep the faith somewhere along the way, you're going to find a way out of this. I kind of took that away from mm-hmm. the, the film, you know, have hope, have yeah. faith would have been... Um, you know, so I enjoyed. Yeah. But I had to laugh when they actually go when he when he sees you know Potter's Town in this awful town and in this horrible vision. There, there's your spinster librarian popping up. So we even inhabit Trump Town, Potter's yeah. Town. You name it, the spinster librarian. No, I'm, I'm, I'm heartened by the fact that Pottersville <laughs> has no, a public library. I don't yeah. think Trump would know. What, what, mm. what no, he'll just say go on the internet. Mm. Yeah, he probably say Google it. Mm. Probably say Google it. Okay, well I think mm. we at this stage we should give us some scores on that. So we right. all ha- well, I mean, we all are going to give a top score or something yeah. 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 like that. But the experience of seeing it in cinema, I think, should come into your scoring as well. Yeah, so ten. You, Marina, ten. Ten. Yeah, Absolutely. it was brilliant. Brilliant. Ten. David, can't improve in perfection. Eleven, Eleven out of ten for me. <laughs> no, ah, show sure off. Ten. Ten. No, I okay, it. and I give it five stars mm. out of five because that's the way I mark every week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well. It's unique. Yes, and that was said with sincerity and care <laughs> and deep thought and the Christmas spirit to the full. OK, well, thank you for listening to this week's podcast and for our Christmas special. Happy Christmas to everyone out there. Um, I'd like to thank our special guests today, David. Thank you. Anne-Marie. And thank you. And thanks to all the students in DBS for supporting us during the year in the library as well and staff and faculty. Absolutely. Um, including us. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> well. And thank Marina. you for inviting us along today. Thank you. Yeah, okay, thanks all. Thank you. That it was, was good it fun. Was a it was great fun. Yeah. Yeah. And Marina has told me she has a special end of year message she'd like to send out to the Brazilian listeners out there. And she's going to say it to them in her native Brazilian. Over to you, Marina. Eu queria dizer para o pessoal do Brasil que o Mick está com a minha família num dungeon em, em Pottle Park. E eu estou com muito medo. E ele fica lá, ele, 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 ele só me traz aqui para fazer esse podcast, porque pelo próprio entretenimento dele. E por favor, ajudem-nos, mandem polícia. Obrigada. Por favor, me ajudem. Por favor. Well, thank you, Marina. That was sounded very beautiful and touching. And um, our set on sound today was Shauna Byrne. I've been Mick Jordan. And I've been Marina Gorski. And we're going to leave today with. I make no apologies for this, a classic Pogue song to finish our Christmas special. Woohoo! Yeah.